<laughs> Is this thing on? Isn't that annoying? Do you hate hearing people cough? Do you like the sound? Are there people that like that? There must be. Know what joke just came up in my head, I almost said. You could probably buy that vending machine in Japan. Because I've seen lists of things. You can buy things in vending machines in Japan. And there's a part of me that, through the recent political struggles and aligning and unaligning of political parties and people and the changing of the guards ideologically, the rise in values, the playing with how we're going to speak when we are in everybody as one body, when we're not different in our species, when we, as we get, approach getting blended enough to be all one thing. Scary, isn't it? But there's got to be a plus side. There's an eventualness to the one world government, isn't there? I mean, there really is. But we have to be ready for it because any attempts before that are going to fail. So it's not time yet. We haven't learned everything. And they'll fail if they're terrible. There's a lot more of us than the one mortal men. That's why we fear the non mortals. What if there's a god we can't kill? They almost have to tell you they'll live forever, don't they? I'll haunt you from the grave if you don't follow my religion. I'll find you. And he will if you have that susceptibility. Susceptibility. What are you susceptible to? I don't get those kind of colds. When I get a cold, it's like this. Whenever I get anything, it goes into my throat. He's prone to stomach issues. Is it personality or is it eating? The most accurate thing that I can liken upping your diet and your self-care and everything to. What are you doing? Did you get yourself stuck a roost? You got yourself stuck a roost? if he drove up to mommy. Here, you know what? I need to move some of these things. This just isn't proper baby playing here. My husband ordered pictures. We realized in the haze that is our life over the last however many years, three, four years or whatever it is now. What is this? Ew! Know what I just found on top of my Speaker, no joke, is a black envelope, totally unmarked, with something in it. It's going to be something totally innocuous. Look. Ha! It's from our mattress. That's funny. 
It was so creepy. It was just this unmarked black envelope. You know what it felt like? That felt like one of those, what do you, what did you want it to be? I wanted it to be an invitation to go work with the government and save everybody. What if that was our goal? It is people's goals. People do it all the time. Have you ever watched the interviews? It's nothing new. Not inventing nothing. It's a totally reasonable goal. I've actually already done it somewhat, right? Kind of. I had a really funny missing persons thing the other day. I know missing persons aren't funny, but then there's aspects of them that definitely fucking are. And it was only funny on my end, so I'm going to change the state and everything, and I'm just going to talk about the humorous aspect. Can we separate things like that? We, we already do. We have comedy. We have dark comedy. And oh my god, how can you laugh at that? And I've always excelled at the, how, oh my god, you know, making stuff funny that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be funny. You shouldn't be laughing. Too soon? Hashtag too soon? Did you know the oldest drawing in the world is it the same shape as the hashtag? It is. Oldest drawing in the world. Found on a rock. And it's a little tic-tac-toe hashtag. Two across, two up. I know there's older ones out there. We'll find them. I always wonder what I'll find in my life. Because I'm relatively young. I'm 35. Not that old. Right? I mean, I guess I've, I've gotten much older than many do. You know what happened to me this morning? One of my... So I used to work in restorative justice. No. What I did is I worked in uh, schools, public schools, secondary public schools. Secondary means not elementary schools. So in California. Um, Secondary means middle school, which is also called junior high, which is seventh and eighth grade where kids are typically like 12 to... I think the oldest was like 15. Um... And 7th and 8th grade, sometimes 6th, 7th, and 8th, and sometimes 7th, 8th, and 9th, I found out recently. So, I don't remember where that was, though, but I think it was, like, some continuation school. I don't think that's very common. Um, I think that's as needed <laughs> kind of a thing. So, anywho, so I had worked in after-school programs for elementary for years and years. My mom did it for years and years before me, and that's how I got into it, and I did it off and on all through teen years, and... Um, went to elementary school and hung out there and then worked there and ran one at a French immersion school as a non-French speaker. I know, right? So it was really interesting because the, the government, the powers that be, forced this charter school, this French immersion school, to have an after-school program that, was, that met you know, the criteria, Right. And they really wanted a French program, but none existed in the area. They couldn't find one fast enough or whatever. I don't know how it all happened. I don't know how the agreement got made. There was some negotiation. And they ended up having moi as their person. And I did not learn French. I took French as a kid for like a few weeks. Um, I just remember singing the Elefante song about a blue elephant. And then I recently found my little thing. I can post a picture on Instagram. And prove to y'all I took French. So, I uh, was working in after-school programs, and I actually did considerably well. They did not want to like me and liked me anyways, so that was quite nice. And then I suddenly left to take this job in restorative justice. 
Um, and I left because the job I had, I had a lot of kids. It was really exhausting. And um, I had taken it thinking I would be able to bring my son. And then my son was not digging it. And it just wasn't what I needed. It wasn't very much money. Um, working with parents is exhausting because they care so much about their kids. And you are in a position as somebody who is only passing through people's lives and has limited power and influence, you can only kind of care so much unless you're really equipped emotionally. And most people, nobody really human is entirely. So it's a very uh, trying kind of job. And I, I heard about this restorative justice thing and I applied. It was a lot more money and it was working with Uh, secondary schools which I had wanted to get into and I was qualified I had been a peer counselor all through high school and all this stuff and so when I um, applied I was not hired I was not even interviewed and then in the second round when a bunch of people dropped out because all the people with degrees it wasn't enough money for them so they went from it was like this big battle with the unions and everything um, and I only stand, understand bits and pieces. I wasn't privy to everything that went on. Um, I heard the union bits because I was in the union because you have to join if you're in one of the jobs. It's a, You have to get a letter from a pastor to not be in the union, <laughs> which I actually think is really fucked up. Like, you can't just decide for yourself. It's like you have to go find typically a man to go say you don't want to join that. Like, prove. through. I don't know. That's fucky, right? That's old. That'll be done. I'd be shocked if that's even still there. This was four or five years ago, and so much has changed that since then, which was the point of all this, right? Unfortunately, I felt like there was aspects of restorative justice that was really just an avenue for uh, emotionally manipulative women. Women that get high off of other people's emotions. So they, they just, they want to sit in a circle and talk about them. It doesn't always benefit the other people, especially young men. Especially young people. They think it's a joke. I thought everything was a fucking joke up until, uh, I don't know, yesterday. Whenever yesterday was. <laughs> you know, like, you can't, I watched, oh my god. I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about. I'm allowed to talk about anything. It's my experiences. All these kids are talking about it. I don't think I signed a thing that said I won't talk about anything. I watched this teacher open up to this class, right? It's 30 kids, under underprivileged school. Um, It was like all first generation, the entire school. They're from all over the place. They're South American, Central American, uh, some Mexican, but actually South and Central America, a lot of them. And, uh, And then a lot that, you know, just they're... They're just kids that live on that side of town, too. You know, it's a lot of poverty. And I watched this teacher. Oh, my gosh. She opened up so much to these kids. And here's the thing with poverty. When life sucks, everything has to be funny or it's so sad you'll just kill yourself. I know that's not entirely true. But it's a lot of the coping mechanism. If you look at comedians and stuff, a lot of them have some of the shittiest lives. They're the saddest people. There's a fucking reason. You don't get funny because shit's easy usually. You get funny 
Because it's either that or die. Just like you get anything. Have I seriously only been talking for 11 minutes? Well, this feels like the longest 11 minutes of my life. We're really cramming it in here, guys. Thank you for bringing the laundry basket back, little buddy. Do you hear this? We're driving the laundry basket back down the hallway. Here we go. Here we go, bro, bro. Big Brother's laundry basket. We'll leave it right there. Toot, toot. There it is. All done. All right. What else? You want your star lamp on? Oh, we can't play in there. He's not home. I know. We'll go in tonight when we feed the fish, though. We'll go feed the fish in the micees. Not the mice that are running around the house. The pet mice. Um, different mice. Not that they're all that different. But they are. Um, we have toy. We're like, what would happen if we wouldn't do it? But like if when we, because we use the humane traps, what if we just put them in with the other mice? Would they fight? Would they get along? We did learn that. Because we always heard, like, oh, they'll eat each other's babies. But that does, that's not real. Because we had a bunch of mice in the humane traps one morning. And then I found a family of mice in a shoebox. Not a bunch of mice, like three or four. And uh, if you haven't listened to the other podcasts, uh, we live in a, the area that was affected by the Tubbs fire. One of the few neighborhoods that didn't burn down in, in our area. And so we... Uh, Hi, baby. Are you getting up to there? Yeah. So, um, the wildlife has less options for food. So our neighborhood, I've lived here for six years now, and I have never had mice in our house. And now they're freaking everywhere. They're not everywhere anymore, but they were all of a sudden. It was like we had, I saw one in the bathroom and I was like, that's weird. I've never seen a real like mouse just like that, which isn't true, but that was the thought that I had. And I was more just thinking in this house. But the thought came out that way. Ooh, there you go. Does that feel good? He needed his diaper off. And you hungry? So if babies are clenching their fists or opening and closing their hands, they're, that means hungry. It's just a biological movement. Just a biological movement. Just a biological movement. Welcome to Between Blue Worlds. Um, so Between Blue Worlds is my podcast. I'm Angela Jamine. I uh, get called Mama Ange. And I like that now. I didn't like it at first. I thought it made me sound fat. That's real. That's what I grew up with. Um... Why am I talking about that? Won't that make people that struggle with their weight hate me? I am somebody that struggles with my weight. So if you also struggle, let's resonate. Even if we're different sizes while we struggle. Um, I'm self-conscious as fuck about my weight. I'm naturally a tiny person. I've gained weight, you know, at different times in my life. And every time, I, like, cannot like myself when I gain weight. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be in pictures. I don't want to get dressed up. I just got to get thin again, and then I can. Isn't that weird? It's not weird. It's biology. It's fucking thousands of years of being human. 
and interacting with humans and now this new level of talking and looking at each other and awakening from the cocaine haze of the 80s which was a pendulum swing from the acid of the 60s and 70s and now methamphetamines holy fuck what are we gonna do what are we gonna do these doctors can we start putting them in jail i am so sick of doctors and medical companies having it be acceptable acceptable practice and the government to require i don't i don't think most people in the government know because the government is just more civilians and jobs that's all the government is it's just people that get jobs get elected into jobs or they apply for them and get in there's a much more people that apply for them and get in a lot more hired government decision making than there is elected believe it or not i saw it all day i've worked in a ton of different government jobs different it just is what it is it's just people and they're interacting and they're are they interacting with aliens i don't know i haven't seen it in person yet but i'm holding out that they are because it just makes sense to me um if you put the fear out of it and you don't watch like the history channel documentaries you can get great information from there you can get great information from movies um but i think the uh the most interesting like actual conversations i've heard on all of it have been on uh, that regina meredith open minds show on gaia tv i tried to watch like the cory good stuff the cosmic disclosure Oh my gosh, it's so masculine. I can't really it it intimidates me. It's it turns guys on to talk about, you know, there could be a war. We have to make sure there's not a war. And the masculine part of me when I'm really in that guy space definitely like, yeah, I can hear that. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It makes life interesting without a little bit of change and chaos and death. It, none of this matters. It's what makes it count, the fact that it's temporary. And is it temporary? Well, yeah, but we can always dive back in. That's what I realized today is that the power of sitting and studying things, like really looking at them, is that you're taking in all the light molecules that reflect off of them so that you can rebuild them metaphysically. You can remember them. You can put them in the metaphysical. It's like a bank. Your metaphysical spank tank. was I talking about originally? Spank tank threw me. This rocking chair makes the most, I don't know, unromantic noises. I have a rocking chair in a heated room with carpet, my dogs. The rest of my house. And I don't live with anybody that hits me. That's huge. Do you know how rare that is? Wild to sit with, isn't it? It's always been true for me. Well, my kids, but that doesn't count because it just doesn't. They just little. And they're just hitting in, they're just moving. And we call it hitting. They're just trying to express what they need, want. Your kid's acting out, there's a reason. And we just keep chugging towards solutions. 
that's what progress is. If you're at 100%, then you're stationary, right? You either have to start declining or going over 100. So if you're stationary, there's no progress, nothing happens, boredom, stagnant. Life's, life likes to move. If you try to make things too safe, fire comes through. Pushes and mice into your house. Oh, he's turning on the power truck. Oh, Maxie. I have a little terrier whom I had adopted out to a friend when I worked at Humane Society. And he had come in from a from the Ukiah shelter, which I just realized. No, I had realized that when I first got it. It was where we got our other dog, Mocha, too. And she was the second bully breed I had gotten from there. I also got Grace from up there. Grace was crazy. Grace just passed away. I've never worked with Grace's energy because she just died last uh, October. No, she died right after the fires. Oh God. But I didn't find out until recently because she had uh, stayed living with my uh, ex roommate. He was my boyfriend and then he wasn't my boyfriend. We were just roommates because that's just what we were. And it just made the most sense. It was, it was good while it was good. It was fun. And then we both had to move on. It wasn't going to be easy to both date, you know, in a house like that. Hi, uh, yeah, I live with my ex-girlfriend. No, it's not like that. I didn't want to put that on him. That's not nice. He never said it was a problem, but I, I know that it had to have been. But he kept the dogs, those dogs, and I kept Baxter. Great. He kept Grace and Dexter. And Grace recently passed away. And Grace was a... Very cool Catahoula. Um, I think she, it was Catahoula. I had to guess. Catahoula Pitbull mix. And she was my first Pitbull. And she was hilarious and crazy. And she used to jump our six, seven foot fence in Healdsburg. And run down the street and jump in car windows at stop signs. She scared the shit out of this lady who lived down the street. I had to go and get her out of their car. They called me from their house. She had jumped in their car window on her lap and then jammed herself down in the seat because the woman was hitting her with her purse. She was like a 60, 70 pound pit bull. She was really lanky and long and like a hunting dog though. She was so cool. I'll post pictures of her someday. They're on all my old accounts. If we don't get comfortable with talking about death, we can't move on. We can't just pretend that they're vacationing. Because they're dead, they're spirits, and they want to talk to us. And if we keep pretending they're just vacationing, we're not talking to them, are we? We're ignoring what they went through. We're not honoring our, our peace or their peace. We're in denial. And sometimes denial is necessary and wonderful. And we love it. And it's a fabulous coping mechanism. Just today, I said to my, my, my dear sweet friend, I said to, said to my Katie, which I've called her my whole life, She's mine. That uh, <clears throat> religion definitely is a crutch, but sometimes crutches are necessary. Sometimes you can't walk without crutches. Sometimes you'd be dragging yourself on the ground till you starve to death and die. Sometimes a crutch is real nice to have. And it gets you through. And then sometimes you outgrow daddy. And it's hard. I remember my guy friends in high school physically fighting their fathers. 
And now from my perspective, having boys, I don't totally understand it. And I highly doubt my husband is going to physically fight either of my sons. <laughs> I think he would start laughing really hard if they tried. But I also know that if they sincerely tried, he, whoop, he would whoop them. He would know exactly what to do. And he would take them down the way that they need to be taken down and not seriously injure them and let them know they're still taken care of and they're still a boss. Because sometimes I think that's what parents have to do. And then we all have to move on in that next level. I recently uh, learned, I was watching a documentary and they are talking about the uh, Celtic Trinity. Long before the Christian Trinity, there was the Celtic Trinity. And it was a maternal female trinity. This is pre-Druid. There's evidence of this. The pre-Druid history gets dicey, doesn't it? My temptation is always to yell, fuck the Druids. It's just so deep inside me. You know why I hate the word witch? Because it was given, not chosen, by women like me. Nobody was born and then signed up to be what they are when they're genuine witchy, what they call witches. We didn't join a club, accept a name, or maybe you did, but you don't need to. You're definitely this way before. The club may have given you rules and formalized what you're doing, but it didn't make you metaphysically powerful. I'm not a witch, I'm a woman. I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. I say that all the time. I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. That's all I am. So I don't like using the word witch, and people ask me that all the time. Because like any other word that's applied to you in order to make your lifestyle, your ethnicity, or your skin color, or your sex, or your gender, or your sexuality illegal, any word that's applied to make sure they know that you're different and other, is some bullshit, and it's a lie. But isn't there a great way to be different in other? Of course. It's unique and personal. The kids are getting it. I just told my son, by the time he's my older one, time he's an adult, there won't even be conversations about sexuality. They'll all be personal. You just love who you love. It sounds so scary, the fluidity of it. How will we track them? How will we know? You'll be psychic as fuck. You won't need to. Well, you won't be. You'll be dead, but your kids will be. You'll be psychic as fuck because as a dead person, you can read thoughts. Every ghost can read your thoughts, and that's okay, too. Because they can read everybody's thoughts. Oh, my gosh! Both word parties stopped working. Oh, you have daddy's mouse. Computer mouse this time. Um, where's the TV remote for in here? Where'd I put the... Is there a sticker on your foot? Is there a sticker on your foot? There it is. It's closer to it when I was over there. We should change the bedding. We like changing the bedding. We secretly love doing housey things. Something switches when you get nefarious. That's what I was saying. When you start taking care of yourself... The Wayfay way. Oh my god, is that what's happening? Are we unfolding something that cheesy? Oy vey. I don't know, guys. I've been holding back because it's so hard for me to cheese ball. 
You have to like happy. I was thinking about my natural resonance around sadness. I had talked to Mark about this when I did uh, fireside chats years and years ago as Talitha Aponia, which is my, my alias that I was using, and eventually we'll have a book about her and stuff. Um, the energy I was borrowing. <laughs> um, it's not... What is it like? Everybody does it. It's just where you put it. You'll get kind of this, oh, I could be this way, and it'll be like this. And then artists make that somewhere. And people who say they're not creative, I don't create, don't do anything with it. They think it's a bad idea or it's silly. And then it manifests as stuff like multiple personalities. It comes out anyways. Because these bodies are just channels. Have you ever really fed your biology? Try, try eating like a ton of raw food in a day. Just when you eat really good food even. It doesn't have to be raw. Try just eating the, the food that makes you feel best. Not the things you think you want. That's some garbage. Like I always think I want nachos and beer and coffee. It makes me feel like fucking garbage. But sometimes I need to feel like garbage because that helps me sit and think. So if my body is feeling slow and garbagey, I can at least focus my mind. Because doing this both at the same time wasn't serving me when I was younger. There was too many rules around me. When I'm on full, full blast, full key, it doesn't make classrooms easy. So I kind of have to be unhealthy, which I can definitely see happening in my oldest child. All right, I'll dumb myself down for you, dummies. <laughs> We're all guilty, aren't we? <laughs> We've all done it. Anybody listening to this knows. What are we doing? You want to go lay down? Mm. Hmm. Are you hungry? Mm-hmm. You want my cheesies? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs>